Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. Let's pray as we stand together. Uh, Heavenly Father, we do indeed aim to be those who uh, stand as children of your wonderful promise of a future country, a better country, Hebrews speaks of, a heavenly one. Uh, We pray, Father, that as we uh, think now on these verses that have just been read for us, that we would indeed be strengthened in our confidence, in our surety, that you will do as you have promised. Amen. Well, please uh, take a seat. And what we're going to do for the next uh, just 10 to 15 minutes is just look at those verses that were uh, read out for us. It's probably helpful, especially for the children, if you'd like, uh, inside uh, your service sheet, really for everyone, not just the children, there's a, a little outline there with uh, what would have been a lovely picture. It's now just mainly black, but um, that there is uh, what we've been doing all summer. It's looking at Hebrews 11 under the theme, Running the Race. And uh, we're going to see three aspects of running the race, uh, the race of faith. And you can see there three little things to fill in. On the back, there's a uh, word search. Should the adults uh, get a little bit uh, tired of uh, listening to me prattle on, uh, there's a word search there of just some of the key words that we'll be thinking about uh, together. Um, But I'll come back to that as we go along. As I said, uh, this summer we've been uh, encouraging one another to run the race of faith, looking at Hebrews 11 together, encouraging each other not to give up, as we heard the children saying, to keep living by faith. Now, faith, as we've seen all the way through this summer, is a, sometimes a confusing concept. What, what faith in what? What does uh, faith mean? Well, uh, right at the start of this chapter that we've been looking at, Hebrews 11, and you can see uh, it on page 1210, the passage we're looking at, 1210 of the Church Bibles. It's worth having that open. But the previous page on uh, verse 1 of Hebrews 11 says this. It tells us what faith is. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. Christian faith is not a hunch, a wish, uh, gee, wouldn't that be nice? Christian faith is sure hope, certain hope. How is our hope sure? Well, as we've seen all the way through this series, and the Bible tells us this, our hope is sure because God promised it. And the God who promised it is a God who keeps his promises. And his promise, hope for us is this. It's all the way through Hebrews. He promises a better country. Can you imagine a better country than this one? I can. (laughs) But perhaps even better than uh, Australia, which I have in mind. Uh, He speaks of a heavenly country. Unlike any place in this world, a heavenly country country where we will be we're told not afraid never afraid imagine that uh, because there's no danger there Uh, never alone because our God is with us and never asked to leave uh, because he's pleased to have us there that is our hope not a wish not a hunch but a sure and certain hope and the reason we know it's sure is that God has sent his son Jesus to deliver that hope to us Uh, One of my favourite verses in the Bible simply says this, 1 Peter, it says, Christ died to bring you to God. Christ died to get you to that place. And so today we're encouraging one another again to keep trusting, keep running the race of faith, heading to that place. And what we're going to do, just for a few minutes, as I said, is we're going to look at one example. All the way through Hebrews 11, there's examples of people who ran that race before us. And the one before us uh, on page 1210 of the Bibles in Hebrews 11 is Moses. 
uh, one of the most famous people in the Bible. He's the guy who had the job of leading God's people out of Egypt, out of slavery. They were prisoners there. Uh, he's a guy that the Bible tells us that got to speak to God face to face as someone does with their friend. You imagine that, talking to your friend? That's what Moses did with God. Uh, but he's just like us. He struggled to keep going in faith. And what we have in these verses, verses 23 to 28 of Hebrews 11, is three moments where he could have chickened out, where he could have pulled back and not trusted God's future promise. Now let's look at the first one, uh, verse 23. This one is actually not really about him. It's about his parents. Uh, verse 23, his parents uh, were the ones who would have taught Moses about this promise, hope. And I hope that's what's happening in our families too, that our children are learning this promise, this future hope from their parents. Uh, That's what we've prayed for the Welsh family this morning in the baptism. Uh, The Bible tells us that uh, Moses was born, uh, when he was born, his parents thought he was beautiful. In fact, verse 23 says he's no ordinary child. And I reckon most parents are like that, aren't they? They think their children are beautiful and uh, just a cut above uh, the rest. That's what they thought of Moses. Uh, But they lived in Egypt They lived as slaves. And uh, Pharaoh, who was the king of Egypt, had got to the point where he hated God's people. He hated Moses' family and everyone uh, who was like him. And so he made a rule, uh, a pretty harsh rule. It was this, no more boys. No more boys. Don't want any more boys. And so if any of God's people had a child who was a boy, uh, the child would be given to the crocodiles in the river to eat. And so Moses' parent had a choice when Moses was born. Do we obey the king? He says, no more boys, or do we obey our God who loves life and wouldn't want us to do anything to our child? And what do you think they did? Have a look, verse 23. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw that he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. They made the choice. We will not be afraid, they said. I mean, why? I mean, the Pharaoh is the most powerful man in all the world. He had a huge army. He could have done all sorts of things to them, but they weren't afraid. And here you see what faith looks like, real faith. Faith is not afraid of danger because God has promised to look after us. Uh, They may get eaten by crocodiles, they thought, but God has promised us a better country. He's promised us a heavenly country, and he'll get us there no matter what happens. And so we trust him. We're going to do what pleases him, which is look after our boy, rather than what pleases Pharaoh. Now, let me ask you, are you afraid of things? Are there things that uh, make you fearful and worried? Maybe you're afraid of the dark uh, or spiders, uh, where I'm from. That's a very good fear to have. Uh, afraid of heights. I'm afraid of heights. Maybe you're afraid of going back to school in a week or so, or afraid of getting ill, afraid of crocodiles. How about this? Is there anything you're afraid of as a Christian that being a Christian makes you worried? Maybe the danger of being laughed at. You believe in an invisible God. You worried about being laughed at? Or the danger of being told to go away. Maybe when you go back to school and your friends know you're a Christian, they don't want to be around you. Or maybe even the danger of getting hurt. There are some people, some Christians, some people who trust this hope who are, who are in danger because of it. But what we're seeing here in verse 23 is that faith is not afraid of danger because God has promised to look after us. And you can trust that again because of Jesus. In fact, the Bible says, if God is for you, who can be against you? Nothing can separate you from Jesus. Not trouble or being laughed at or uh, danger or the sword or crocodiles, you name it, nothing. 
And so there's the first picture. Here's the second one. Have a look at verse 24 to 27. It's the fear of missing out that can stop us trusting this hope. Now tell me, do you hate missing out on things? Are there times when something good is happening, somebody else has something good and you think, I'm afraid I might miss out? Maybe it's pudding, not getting enough, or getting a turn at something. You see someone else getting a turn maybe at the computer at home and you think, I'm not going to get a turn. Uh, Maybe some parents here are afraid of not getting enough sleep, afraid of uh, not having enough friends, afraid of not having a good enough job or a good enough house or a good enough life. I reckon for all of us there are times when we're afraid of missing out in life. Now as our passage goes on, we see that as Moses grew up, he had every reason to be afraid of missing out. Uh, When he got too big to sort of hide at home, his parents had the the horrible job of uh, what they had to do is they had to hide him in a basket uh, in the river in the hope that someone would find him. And they did, Pharaoh's own daughter. And Pharaoh's own daughter thought he was pretty good too, thought he was beautiful and, and decided to, rather than throw him to the crocodiles, to save him. And so he got to live in the biggest house in Egypt. He got to live in the palace. And so while this is happening, he's really living two lives. His parents are still raising him. They had to do all the the hard jobs of being a parent. They had to change his nappies, give him food, uh, put him to bed. And all the while, they would have told him about this promise, this future hope. But then on the other side, he had another part of life where he got to live in the palace. He had everything. Uh, You name it. Huge TVs, computers, iPods, the coolest bedroom you can possibly imagine. Whatever he wanted, he had. Had it all, money, power, position. And so as he grew up, he he had a test. It's a test I think we all face. How am I going to live? Am I going to live for this future promise that I can't even see? Or am I going to live for here and now, all the things I have in front of me? It would have been hard for Moses. If he lived for the promise, for heaven, he might lose all he had in Egypt. He would have had to leave Egypt because they were going to another country. He would have lost his uh, important role as being part of Pharaoh's family. He would have lost his comfort. And what did he do? And what would you do? Well, here's how you make the decision. Here's what Moses did. He asked, what's more valuable to me? What's my treasure? The reward of being with the world, having everything I could have in Egypt, wealth, power, comfort, or the reward of heaven, being with God in his place? Well, have a look at what he did. Verse 24, let me read it. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded the disgrace of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. You see what Moses does? He chooses God's promised reward. He's not afraid to lose absolutely everything he has in Egypt not afraid of suffering with his people who were slaves if it meant he could go to the better country, heaven. And here's why. You see it in the verses. He knew two things that we need to keep in mind. The rewards of this world, they're good, they're wonderful, but they're short-lived. It's just for a short time he could have had those things. And often they're disappointing, aren't they, when we get them? And trying to cling hold of the rewards of this world is like trying to catch the air and hold on to it. It's impossible. Uh, But he knew the promise of God, that the reward of heaven was sure because God had promised it, because Jesus delivers it. And here's what the Bible says about that reward of heaven. It won't disappoint and it won't end. 
And so we are encouraged in these verses to keep trusting him. Don't worry about missing out because what God has promised us is better. And so let me say, especially to their parents at this point, faith and encouraging our children in the faith is mainly about them falling in love with the reward God offers, a better country, a heavenly one, where they will not be afraid, never alone and never have to leave. Faith is clinging tightly to that treasure and holding loosely to all other treasures we get. Now one final uh, little glimpse of this passage, just briefly, but I think most importantly for us as we close Verse 28, it's the fear of judgment. Now let me ask this, and this is a really important question. If you had to stand before God and give an account of your life, all of your life was laid bare in front of him, would you be afraid? Would you be nervous about what he might think of your life? This God who gave you life and breath and everything else, and this God that we so often live as if he's not there, as if we're in charge. If he came in judgment, would you be afraid? Well, verse 28 in our passage, we see God come in judgment on Egypt. Uh, Egypt, uh, full of people like Pharaoh, who were living as if he wasn't there. In fact, Pharaoh says, uh, he says, who's God that I need to obey him? I don't, I'm not interested in God. And it's an important question then for us. If God was to come as judge, would you be afraid? And it's not a theoretical question, because the Bible says that he has set a day when he will judge us. And we know that again, to be sure, because of Jesus. He died and he rose again and he's now king and judge. Now how do you prepare to meet him and not be afraid? Well have a look at what Moses did when judgment came. God gave him very specific instructions. Uh, for he and the people of God, they had to line the top of their door frames with blood that said that they were covered by God, that they were safe from judgment. All they had to do was follow the instructions and they would be safe. Moses trusted these instructions. And it happened just as God promised. They were safe. And so as I finish, let me say that at the very heart of the Bible's instructions, you heard it in the baptism earlier, is how to be safe from God's judgment. And the Bible tells us our sin of living in God's world as if he wasn't there is incredibly serious. It will be judged. But God has made a way in sending Jesus to die in our place to take that judgment. Trusting him means you can be safe completely safe and there's a wonderful verse in the bible that says that when you trust him it's like you're hidden your whole life is hidden and so when god comes in judgment he doesn't see our mistakes and there's lots of them he sees his son and he's pleased and that's enough for judgment to pass us by i reckon for most of us if we were afraid of god's judgment if we took that seriously we might uh, try to pretend it wasn't going to come or we might try to do enough to to just be okay when he does come in judgment but there's still the fear that we haven't done enough. But faith is not being afraid of judgment because we know that God has promised a rescue in Jesus. And so there it is. Three things to encourage you this morning. Faith is not afraid of danger because God has promised protection. Faith is not afraid of missing out because God has promised reward. Faith is not afraid of judgment because God has promised rescue. And all of that's in Jesus. And so let me encourage you to keep running the race of faith. Fix your eyes on him.